Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with my good friend Libby today. Hello, Libby. Hi, Missy. It is good to be here with you. It's been nice just catching up. I want to say a little bit, but we've needed to catch up kind of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't realized how much, how long it's been since we've been together. So yeah, good to be here. Uh, I'm just always glad to get the opportunity to sit at this table. And on my way over, I was just praying, Lord... Just, just help us to be empty vessels and to say whatever you want said, mm-hmm. to proclaim you and your word, and that is it. But the beautiful thing about that is, you know, of course God comes through to do that because that's what he wants is to be proclaimed, him and his word. But in that, beauty of that is in doing that, I learn so much. You know, it's, it's not like I'm doing anything new sitting here at the table and, you know, proclaiming the Lord and His Word, but He's doing a new thing in mm, me yes. as I do it. And, and oh, that's such a privilege. It really is. And it's very humbling. That's the wonderful thing about a relationship with the Lord. It's not stagnant unless we let it become stagnant. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. always there ready to help us to learn, to grow, to he wants to transform us. So when we yield to him, it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty amazing journey along the way. Yeah, it is. And you know, the interesting thing is, when you mention the word yield, that's exactly what it takes. But I will also add to that, that sometimes my yielding is not at all what it needs to look like. It's still very self-focused. It's still very much about Libby. And in that, though, he is still in hot pursuit of me. And so I, I honestly think that when I don't yield to him the way I really need to, that he still pursues me, maybe comes in a back door or something mm. to, to really get my attention. And that's not always a pleasant, a pleasant experience when the Lord's getting your attention. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Been there many times, unfortunately. Yeah. But... His patience with us is so amazing to me. Yeah. You know, I would have given up on me a long time ago, and yet he hasn't. And it's as you say, he continues to pursue pursue us to seek uh, for our good, seek us for our good Mm -hmm. so that we can follow him so that our life will be better. Um, He is for us. And I know that sometimes we get that all turned around because of circumstance and experience and emotion and all those things. But Mm -hmm. God is for us. And if we could just get a hold of that in our lives, oh man, would things change for us? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think too, as you're saying, God is for us. He absolutely is. He he is our biggest cheerleader, but he's also going to be our biggest, hey, hey, babe, stop. Don't do that. You know, he's also yeah. going to be pulling us back. He is, he's perfection in parenting. And I love, love, love the idea of being reminded that being for somebody doesn't mean that you condone everything that they do. It doesn't mean that you are with them in all of their pursuits and actions. Mm. You are there to guide and pull them back and help them to know what is 
the right thing, the wise thing? What honors God and what doesn't? Well, and think about this, Libby. You know, you you said the perfect parenting. God is perfect. He is mm-hmm. who he is. He is holy. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is just. He is love. He is truth. He is who he is. Mm-hmm. And that never changes. And so what and who we need to be in order to have a relationship with him, of course, can only come through Jesus Christ because we can't get there. And and that's amazing in and of itself. But then he takes the next step and continues to uh, he continues to long for a relationship with us. And in that relationship, he is not going to change. We're the mm, ones that have to change. Mm-hmm, but the thing mm-hmm. is, it's not just like, oh, I don't like you. Let's change who you are and let's make, you know, because you don't go. I mean, in, in human terms, so have, someone else needing to change is usually because we don't like where they're coming from. But but when God right. wants us to change, it's not it's not even for his sake. It's for our sake. It's for us, for our good. So those things that he, he walks us through. Um, those circumstances we find ourselves in, the things that he allows to come into our life to make those changes. Yes. On the other side of it, we're better. Yes. That's the thing we have to remember is it is for our good. You know, I mm-hmm. think of, of of the verse Romans eight twenty eight, and it's probably been misused and abused over the years, but... Mm. Um, uh, but what that really means, all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. It means that God is the kind of God that can take any circumstance and make good come from it. Good for us, um, giving glory to him. It's it's good for us. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing that I'm kind of really stuck on today is the idea that sometimes we think, oh, this happened and oh, this is bad. But the reality of it is if God is making good come from it, it is not a bad thing to go through. Oh, amen. I love that. If God is making good come from it, it is not a bad thing to go through. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but the verse that comes to my head right now is, and I was looking at it as, as you were speaking, is from Psalm 3. And actually, it's verse 3, Psalm 3, 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Mm. And when I think of that verse, Missy, here's what I think of. God is good. He is for us. And whatever we're going through, he's taking us through it in the right way for his glory and for our good. So when I think of the Lord being a shield about me, he's my defender. He is absolutely my defender. When I think of him as being the lifter of my head, here's what I want us to think about. When you go to a child and you get down on their level, eyeball to eyeball, and whether they are sad or angry, whatever's coming out of that child, as a parent, I want to touch their chin and lift up their head to meet my eyes and tell them in a very soft, loving, but maybe firm way, what they need to hear in those moments. But I lift their head and I surround them with my love, with my affirmation, with with my presence so that they know that they're safe. And I am their defender. How much more does God do that for us? He is the lifter of our head. No matter what's going on, if he has to soothe us, comfort us, reprimand us, discipline us, mm. chastise us, whatever it is, he does so as a loving, perfect father that gets eyeball to eyeball with us, takes our head in his hand, 
and lifts it so that we can see his glorious face as he's taking care of us, Mm. as he's caring for us. So that's what I want to keep in mind. No matter what my circumstances, no matter what I'm going through, I have God who is for me. So who can be against me? What can be against me? Because God is for me. Mm. And he is my shield about me and the lifter of my head. You know, Libby, that verse is not far from the verse I quoted earlier from Romans chapter 8. And I think I'll just read a few of those. I'll start with 28, which we referenced earlier. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Hmm, Underline that. (laughs) Uh, Continuing. That he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. And this is verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Mm -hmm. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm going to just keep going because I love these verses. Yeah, Verse 38, yeah. for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. And when I hear you read that, when I read along with you, I think, Paul is absolutely believing here that there's no human word sufficient Mm -hmm. to tell us about the love of God. It's like he's, I I can just (laughs) hear him just, just declaring this and writing it like, how do I say this so that they get it? There are no human words that can really depict this the way God Mm. wants it to be said. Think of all the extremes you can think of, you know, the the heights, the depths, the the width, whatever. Nothing, nothing is big enough to, nothing is big enough to keep the love of God from us. Nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he is, he's trying to cover it all. And he does. I mean, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sort of. I mean, these are pretty dire situations. Right. And then when he quotes the Old Testament uh, in verse 36, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. He brings that in there. And then he says, but no, in all of these things, even facing death all day long, we are more than conquerors. This is the truth of it. God is for us. And there is nothing that can come against us in this world 
or in mm-hmm. even in the spiritual mm-hmm. realm that can separate us from his love or or knock us down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he yeah. he he has got this under control. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you're facing. He will make good come from it when yeah. you yield to him and allow him to do the work that he wants to do. He uh, he wants to transform us. Um, and I I remember stopping in the middle of this and saying, underline this verse. Oh, oh yeah. It was verse 29. Oh, let's see. good. Great. Yeah, thanks. To, uh, let's see. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed yes. to the likeness of his son. That is what just jumped out of me out of this yeah. passage because it's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. God is in the process of conforming us to the image of his son. Now, let me, let's just be real honest here. Missy Jesus. There's like no comparison. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not laughing at you. Up. I'm laughing because I could say no, Libby. Gee, I, I know exactly but where you seriously, were going. We, would, we wouldn't normally think that, but that's no. exactly oh. what it is. Like, okay, let's see. What, uh, how much do they oh. look alike? Oh, oh my goodness. I, I mean, we don't often stop and think about that, but that's exactly what God wants to do with us mm-hmm. in our in our hearts, in our lives, along this journey, because our ultimate goal is to become like him oh yeah yeah and how far are you from that goal well missy says i'm pretty far Mm. but but yes but god but read this read this (laughs) passage (laughs) yeah yeah and and missy i'm so glad you took us here the thing that comes to my mind so often is god knew all about libby from the beginning of his time he knew all about me. Nothing I say, do, uh, whatever, is surprises him. And yet his purpose in me is to conform me to, to the likeness of his son. Now, he knows all about me, and yet he's still willing to say, yeah, I'm in the business of conforming you to the likeness of my son, instead of, you know what, <laughs> this is just not going to work. Eh, let's try somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Done with that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how can he know me so completely and and still look at me as worthy of being conformed? Well, and here's the thing, Libby. He can. He not only knows who I am today, but he can see. He's known all along. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like his patience. Maybe you could have patience with someone thinking, oh, they're. Maybe it'll be different tomorrow. Yeah. Where God knows what tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day looks like. So. He's going to know, I mean, he knows me inside and out. He knows that where I stand today is really not as far as long as I would like to be and probably mm-hmm. not as far as long as he would like to see me be, but he's still been patient. That's Even right. though he's brought me through a trial and said, this is what I want you to learn. And I've said, oh, got it. Got it. Thanks, God. I got it. <laughs> and the next day I go out and I'm like, oh, I don't got it. Yeah. But he's still, like, he's still transforming me. He's still Mm -hmm. conforming me. He's still loving me, lovingly leading me down that path. And he's just the patient father waiting for me to come to him and say, daddy, I blew it again, man. Mm. Abba father, help me because I am, I'm not there yet. Mm. Isn't Mm. that a beautiful picture? Because we all fail. We all stumble. We all fall. Um, And knowing that we have a heavenly father that loves us. And it's not even in spite of, he just loves us unconditionally. That's right. He does. And you know, the reality is we are all from 
a broken place because we're born into a broken world filled with sin, with the enemy being given permission to kind of be the prince of the air right Mm -hmm. now. And so we're born broken. We come from a hard place and we have such a great, great need for redemption every day, every moment, every day. Not just redemption ultimately for our salvation, that's the most important thing, but that continued transformation, sanctification, whatever word you want to call it, that's what we are all so desperately in need of. It's not a once and done, hey, thanks, I'm there type of thing. No, it's an ongoing, ongoing work that God does in us. And Missy, when I think how impatient I can be with people who have not performed the way I thought they should, delivered the way I thought they should, acted the way I thought they should, and my mind goes right away to, okay, I guess I can't count on them, or whatever, whatever. But that's not how God is. And I just have to be reminded all the time, if I'm going to be transformed in the image, into the image of his son, Jesus Christ, then I need to love and behave and and be the way Jesus is. And that is a lifelong journey of learning and becoming. And it's only possible because of God's patience and his perfection and his holiness and his desire for me, for my good and for his glory. I remember writing this down one time. It it came to my mind and I wrote it out right away and I kept it and I've had it for years. And it sounds maybe a little silly, but it came from my mind and my heart. And I really believe it was God speaking to me where I said, God is not a God of conditions, just because he wants to be a God of conditions. He's a God of conditions because he knows under what conditions we will be transformed. Mm, Boy, is that true? Absolutely true. And the the thing is, if we're not careful, we think that we know better than he does. Yes, exactly. We don't see it that way, but that's exactly what happens when you... Uh, try to go your own way. You're mm-hmm. saying, "Oh God, I've got a better, I got a better plan." <laughs> uh, that doesn't oh, work yeah. out so well for us. Yeah, you no, know, I think of a uh, like a GPS that we use in the car, and when when we're getting off the path, the beautiful thing about the GPS is it redirects you, and that's like the Word of God. Yeah. You get into the Word of God with an open mind and a yielded heart. And the word will be your GPS. Now, here's the beautiful thing. You know, you can't let the GPS be your master or you might end up in a lake. But it doesn't always have the right right way to go. Mm -hmm. But it does do a good job of redirecting if we pay attention. We do need to pay attention to our GPS. The word of God will never lead us astray. Mm -hmm. It is our perfect GPS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it does no good unless you actually turn it on. You you may have GPS, but if you're not using it, it's not going to help you very much. And that's true with the word of God. You may, you may own a Bible. Great. But, and you may even open it up on occasion. That's good too. But are you actually reading it? And, and furthermore, are you allowing it to penetrate into your heart and your life and letting it transform you? Because that's, Mm -hmm. 
that's what's that's the way that's going to work is you you read the word of god you you dwell on the word of god you meditate on it and then you say that's the way i want to go and Holy Spirit, guide me in that way. Mm-hmm. Give me the strength to do what I need to do. Help me to yield where I need to yield. Help me to, you know, direct me in the right direction. Um, and and speak to me when I get off the path. Mm, uh, and yes. God absolutely wants to. Absolutely wants to do that. In fact, yeah. is standing right next to you right now waiting for you to turn to him and say, what do I do, Lord? Give me yeah. wisdom. Um, show me. Um he, he is an amazing father, amazing mm-hmm. God. And it's sad to me sometimes. And I've, I've, I've seen this happen. Sometimes people get in circumstances and situations and they, they feel like, well, God doesn't love me or God doesn't, he's not listening to me. Or if God loved me, he would, you know, put conditions on what we think mm-hmm. would happen yes. if God really loved us or if he were a loving God or if he were this or that. But we have that all turned around. We are, we, our thinking is skewed. It's, it's twisted there. Mm-hmm. God is love. God is truth. God absolutely knows the right thing for us to do. <laughs> Even if from our viewpoint, it doesn't look right at all. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it's not comfortable. It's not mm-hmm. um, any of the things that we, we would choose for ourselves. But we're often like little children. I mean, you know, a kid would eat candy all day long. Well, we, we all know as adults, that's not a healthy thing for you. But they would still choose to do it. And we're the same way. Mm-hmm. We Even when we know things God has told us to stay away from or not do, or, or even things, I mean, we're back to Romans again <laughs> with Paul saying, the things that I would do, I don't. The things that right, I, you know. Uh, right. We're the same way. We, we... I don't, I don't know so much that we're not capable, but we come from a broken place, as you yeah. said, Libby. And that, yeah. that comes out in our living. If we try to do it on our own, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just not going to work. Well, yes, we come from a broken place. And the other thing is we have an enemy that will, you know, his only job description is to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. You know, when you've got one purpose, yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to be pretty good at it. Yeah. And he is. And so we need to keep that in mind, that we have an enemy who is at work. Mm. That's all he does. And God is in hot pursuit of us. The enemy is in hot pursuit of us. But thankfully, 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 greater is he that is in me Mm. than that enemy that's in the world. God's word is filled with our victory. And you know what? When we come back tomorrow, maybe we just need to talk about that because God's word is filled with victory, but the enemy wants to distract us. That's what he does. And you know, going back to Romans 8, uh, verse 31, if God is for us, who can be against us? And Missy, in the margin of my Bible written, I don't know how many years ago, I circled the word who, and I wrote, sometimes this is me. Mm. I can be against myself. And I think that is true for a lot of people. They are their worst enemy. And so we need to talk about the victories that God has already given us in his word, in the power of his Holy Spirit, and in the fellowship of the saints, us with one another. We have victory if we stay in fellowship and communion with one another. That's part of the victory. Hey, I think we're done with our day. This was awesome. So listeners, thank you for joining us. Come back tomorrow. Let's talk about victory, victory in Jesus that God has given us. 
We thank you for joining us. You have found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.